You're listening to Rama for Today. And he pointed that right finger to me just like that and said, I called you before you were born. Well, that explains something as I thought about it later on. You see, that's the reason that I always, as far back as I can remember, always was conscious of that inward conviction or calling. Always. It's just as much a part of me as, as my ears are a part of my head, or my hand is a part of my body. That's just as much a part of me as any part of my being. And always was. And that's the reason. is because that calling was there. I called you, he said. That's the way he began his conversation with me before you were born. I separated you from your mother's womb. He said to me, Satan tried to destroy your life before you were born many times since then. But my angels have watched over you and cared for you until this hour. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, How to Increase Your Spiritual Effectiveness, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Now you think about that. Be in the ministry 15 years and never even get in the first phase of what God had for me. Then Jesus said something else to me. He said, many ministers live and die and never even get into the first phase of the ministry that I have for them. You see, a lot of times we have the calling, we feel that, we sense that, we know that on the inside of us, and we just to go out to do things that others have done or others are doing without waiting on God long enough to find out what did he call me to do. See? And I thought, you know, up till then, well, it's just, you either got to be a pastor or an evangelist, you see, so I'd been both of them, and yet by doing both of them, I never had got into the first phase of my ministry. Many ministers, he said, live and die and never even get into the first phase of the ministry or what I call them to do. Then he said to me, that's the reason that many ministers die prematurely. Never they live their full life out. Oh, we're going, to go, we're going home sometime. Don't misunderstand. We know that. But he said, you see, if you're not in the perfect will of God, then you're only in the permissive will of God, and when you're in the permissive will of God, you're where Satan can get at you or get to you. You don't have that hedge of protection around about you. Can you see that? And so he said, that's the reason many times and oftentimes some ministers have died way before the time they never, they lived and died and never did even get into the first phase of what I had for them. Well, I'll tell you, it's just so much better to get over into the perfect will of God that I never want to be anywhere else except there. Are you listening to me? Amen. And so the Lord said, at that time you entered into the first phase of your ministry. Then he spoke to me about the time when I entered into the second phase of my ministry. 
And then the Lord said to me, it is now time for you to enter into the third phase of your ministry. Now, see, I took a broad enough text where I couldn't, I'm bound to stay on track, you see. Calling, gifts, offices, now that fourth word, ministry. Our ministry, let us wait on our ministering. See? Amen. Now he said it's time for you to enter into the third phase of your ministry. And the Lord held his hands out like that toward me, and he said to me, stretch forth thine hands. And I stretched my hands out like that in front of me. And he took the finger of his right hand, and he laid that finger in the palm of my right hand. And he took the same finger and laid it in the palm of my left hand. And then he said, kneel down before me. And I got on my knees. And I've always said he laid his right hand on my head, and I just really supposed that because I had my eyes shut on my knees. I felt him lay a hand on my head. I just supposed it was his right hand. But I felt the hand on my head at least. And I heard him say these words. I have called thee. Now there's a word calling again. And have anointed thee. Whatever he calls you to do, he'll anoint you to do it. Whatever he calls you to do, he will equip you to do it. Now that doesn't mean you, you don't need to study. That doesn't mean you don't need to prepare yourself in many ways. But the ability to do it, he furnishes. There are some people that either haven't been called or else they're hopelessly unfaithful, one of the two. Because whatever he called you to do, he will equip you to do it. Now, he said, I have called thee and have anointed thee and have given unto thee a special anointing to minister to the sick. Well, I knew immediately what that was then that I felt in my hands. It was what he said it was, a special anointing of healing power or healing virtue to minister to the sick. Of course, this isn't the only way to minister. We'll be talking about different methods of ministering healing during the crusade. But this is one method, and it's scriptural, it's, it's biblical. Then he said to me, stand up right on thy feet, and I stood up on my feet. And he said to me again as he pointed his right finger at me, just like that. Now, he said, you tell the people exactly what I've told you or else it won't work. That is, he said, you tell the people that you saw me. You tell them that I appeared unto you. You tell them that I spoke to you. You tell them I laid the finger of my right hand in the palm of each one of your hands. You tell them the healing anointing is in your hands. And I believe the Lord has a sense of humor about it. I know he does. You are bound to know that yourself. He made all of us. You couldn't hardly look in the mirror without knowing that. He had a sense of humor. <laughs> Amen. He said to me, you tell them 
that I laid the finger of my right hand on the palms of each one of your hands. Tell them the healing anointing is in your hands, not in your head. I never told you to lay your head on anybody. That's what he said to me. Not in your feet. I never told you to lay your feet on anybody. The Bible talks about laying on of hands, doesn't it? Now he said, you tell them also that I told you to tell them if they'll believe that. That is, believe you're anointed. And will receive that anointing. Then that power will flow from your hands into their body and will drive out their sickness or their disease or will effect a healing or a cure in them. Now, I began to minister way back there in 1950 with this anointing. If I had time, I could tell you about many wonderful healings. But then four times over a 20-year period, the first time it happened was in Port Arthur in 1952, two years after the Lord had appeared to me. I was sitting in a chair, as I did in those days, on a platform laying hands on people as they passed by, when suddenly a stronger anointing came on me. You know you can be more anointed or less anointed to do anything. You know as well as I know that sometimes you have a greater anointing to pray than you do at other times. If you're a Sunday school teacher, you know this, that sometimes you have a greater anointing to teach that Sunday school class than you do at other times. If you're a singer or even the choir singing, you know as well as I know that sometimes you have a greater anointing to sing. If you've ever witnessed anyone about salvation, about the Lord, you know you have a greater anointing to witness at times than you do at other times. The preachers are conscious and so is the congregation, conscious of the fact that the pastor or the preacher has a greater anointing to preach at times than he does at other times. There have been times that the anointing came to preach, you know, just and it seemed like he was going to fly away. And then some other time you come limping in on all four flats, all four wheels flat. I've been there both times, haven't you? If you preach, you know that. And if you just sit in the crowd, you know it. Well, whatever God called you to do, you can be more anointed or less anointed to do that. And I was sitting in this chair with ministering with this anointing that he had given to me. And when suddenly a stronger anointing of that same power came on me, I recognized it as being the same thing, a healing anointing. And, uh, and it was multiplied a hundredfold. I don't know how, but I knew in my spirit it wouldn't last very long. Now, one reason was, I don't think at that particular time that physically speaking, I could have stood it for very long. Just couldn't stand it. So without saying a word to a soul, I suddenly leaped to my feet jumped off of the platform and ran down that healing line just touching folk with my finger. I just, just made my right finger on their forehead. And everybody I touched fell flat on the floor. I touched 35 people, 35 people fell on the floor. I learned later because the pastor told me that 17 out of the 35 also received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, began to speak in other tongues. They had never spoken in tongues before. But lying there on the floor began to speak in other tongues. 
Now, it went along two more years, and that never did happen again. But in 1954, I'd gone out to California to preach a camp meeting at the, well, actually, the recommendation of Brother Lindsay uh, to these people. And after I'd preached a camp meeting, I was preaching in, on Sunday in San Jose, California. And in a Sunday afternoon service, suddenly that strong anointing came on me again. And when that anointing came upon me, I just began to run and touch people with my finger. And this time I touched 45 people. 45 out of the 45 I touched, every single one of them fell flat on the floor just like you knocked them in the head with a baseball bat. And 20 some odd of them who had never spoken in tongues before began speaking with other tongues were baptized in the Holy Ghost. That happened to me four times over a 20 year period. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Our offer this month, uh, your dad, you know, your dad was, uh, he had such a uh, unique way. And such insight, yes. Yes, an insight. And, and his teaching was so simple that anybody could understand it. Right. But. This is four CDs by your dad, how you can be led by the, the Spirit, Spirit of God. God. Yes. And then your book, How to Make the Dream God Gave You Come True. Yeah, and those are all available for you for a gift of $22 or more. Just go to go there to rhema.org and order it That's right now. Right. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rhema for Today. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagan's life-changing teaching. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.